Hey guys, welcome back to the Essentials Podcast, the show giving you a fresh take in American culture and society, politics, art, Christianity, and health science through the scientific lens of a STEM student. I'm your host, Maddie Flint. I'm wishing everybody well, and in this episode, I'm here to talk about why humans are not inherently good. And as a disclaimer, though this may come off in spots as a pessimistic approach to viewing humanity, it's not that I have a negative outlook. It's that I'm looking at the observable traits and the observable reality of human nature. And of course, we can agree to disagree. So here we go. In the world of post-secondary education, there are many themes and theories that are highly regarded by academic institutions, often paving the way for their students to learn different modes of thinking and different lenses through which they view humanity. And then they will take these new thinking styles out into the workforce or out into wherever they go after graduation. In our current American society, we are seeing a shift towards a new age, one that is more socially and politically progressive. And this is the case in other countries too. Now, a common model of thought that is implemented as a backbone to enlightened students in college is one of humanism. Humanism is a branch in psychology that focuses on the individual as a whole and their inherent goodness, free will, and potential. And it kind of emerged as a reaction to the dominant approaches of psychology at the time, which were behaviorism and psychoanalysis, which were seen as limiting and dehumanizing. So kind of keep that whole description in the back of your head as we continue. A lot of people really took to humanism because it's more optimistic than the other two approaches that I mentioned. And as a whole, and as a whole, it does allow us to view our fuller capacity as a multifaceted species more scientifically. As humans, we were born with the desire to grow, to create, and to love. And we have the power to direct our own lives. We can even confirm that humans have these qualities by looking in the Bible. And for those people out there who feel like the Bible is not factual and is not an accredited place to find scientific information, the Bible and theories of psychology, like this humanistic theory and a lot of the teachings and findings by Carl Jung and other psychologists who really pioneered the field as a whole, share so much similarity when it comes to the explanation of human nature and human personality and kind of that whole model of self-actualization and the hierarchy of needs, those things are all accounted for right in the Bible. So the biggest difference in regards to humanity in the Bible versus psychology is that in this particular theory of psychology and humanism, people are considered to be inherently good. But in the Bible, we know that humans are not. So as I made mention to before, free will is something that both humanists and Christians know that humans possess. Personal agency is the humanistic term for the exercise of that free will. And we know that free will is the idea that people can make choices in how they act and are self-determining. There are countless key places where free will is implied or mentioned in the Bible, like this one for example. This is John 7, 17. 
anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. The word choose comes up a lot in scriptures about free will, and that is because God has given that to us, meaning that we are free to choose our own paths. Galatians 5.13 says, quote, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. End quote. So we do have the freedom to choose, but we are also warned about the consequences of choosing to live in a moral life. And that is a difference between the Bible and between modern psychology. Because they're going to tell you that there are no consequences to expressing yourself like that. Other than finding yourself, I don't even know. But here's my main point. Choosing what the flesh desires or being bad is way easier than doing good and living a disciplined life of responsibility for our actions. Where we love others who hate us. And it is so easy, guys, to give in to our own wants, which is indulging the flesh. Progressivism ushers its own views of humanity into education, and we must remember that mainstream media and the people who have social and political influence are not Christians. A lot of scientific thinkers throughout history have taken God out of their studies because spiritual phenomena to them doesn't belong in natural science, especially in our modern American schools, where the social climate we can see has shifted away from God. So it would make sense that the standards of teaching in liberal universities would reflect that. We're familiar with how it goes nowadays. We normalize all sorts of pejorative and really disgusting behavior, but we can't seem to be okay with wanting to recognize our sins and take responsibility for our own actions, because that's hard, especially if you're too prideful. And what is that personal quality that we're seeing our society flaunt and dedicate an entire month to? Pridefulness. Humanism focuses on the self more than anything, and on subjective experiences. Self-everything, self-worth, self-image, ideal self, and the progressive left has taken that approach and run with it. Because as humans, we do have the internal desire to explore who we are and what makes us that way, and what we would like to accomplish. So of course we're going to feel compelled to look at everything, how it relates to ourselves. But then we lose that objectivity, and that's essential for being truthful. We live in a world that glorifies ourselves. And this removes any guilt about doing things that could potentially be inappropriate or morally wrong because we're all doing these things as a means of expressing ourselves and exploring self-actualization. How could that be wrong? The humanist model fits seamlessly into our modern environment. So the humanistic approach itself, though, has definitely been tainted and used wrongly and taken out of original context to justify all these modern commonalities. If we were fully good and, like, incapable of sinning and doing bad things, then we wouldn't be human anymore, but we are. We are humans. We lack a lot. God is not a man. He does not lack where we do. And because we aren't divine, humans have always felt led to worship something or someone. 
And we have to be taught to be polite. We have to be taught manners. We have to be taught decency. We go astray to fulfill our own desires, and then we wind up doing things that we regret, or we wind up hurting others. So how can we be inherently good as a species when we have people doing such horrendous things? Think of Hitler, Stalin, Bundy, Dahmer, the list goes on. People need teachings of good, and we need nurturing and good nature to help us to develop correctly. We need to be catered to in that area. If we don't have normal psychological development, problems can arise, which can lead to people doing really terrible acts, like the people that I just mentioned. If we don't have love and support, it shows in adulthood. We need wise, influential figures to teach us what's right, and we need to learn about ethics. If we were inherently good, why would we be teaching morals in school? But now with everything backwards in society, those bad things that we're taught not to engage in are being normalized because of this underlying idea that we are inherently good. Dr. Steve Rose explains the humanistic view as a, quote, concept that refers to accepting and valuing a person irrespective of their behaviors. If we believe in the inherent goodness of individuals, we can separate their core worth as human beings from their behaviors, end quote. And that statement shows us that in order to get down to the core of people being good-natured, we have to overlook their behaviors. And that's exactly what we are seeing in society. If everyone is a good person, then we can't say that what they're doing is wrong. Behaviorists in psychology are historically more interested in the observable, measurable traits and actions because those things are objective. But we're in an era where everything is actually subjective. By modern socially progressive logic, if people are good and everything is subjective, then there is no right or wrong. There can only be no right or wrong if we have no standard structure of good and evil in our moral compass. And the only way to not have that structure in our moral compass is if God does not exist. But as you can see, this is a very flawed system of approach because these progressive social activists fail to account for the fact that the majority of humans do have a sense of right and wrong. Where did we get it from if there's no God? And why are we able to choose to act wrongly if we are all good? And now we're in an intellectual pickle. A man does not call a line crooked unless he has some idea of a straight line, C.S. Lewis. And we as humans know that we have the tendency or the capability to be good or to be evil. Now, just because the Bible says that humans are flawed and because we sin, we need Jesus, that we're not inherently good, does not mean that we can't do good. We can be taught to do good and the Bible encourages us to respect ourselves and to respect and love others and to treat everybody with kindness. And it also provides teaching on how to live a moral life and how to live a fulfilling life and one that ultimately honors God, which is rewarding for you. And for the purpose of direction, there has to be a definition of good and a definition of evil. And now people are trying to blur the lines between the two and all in justification for self-expression with no consequences. So everybody is just following along with that humanist view of self-expression. Like for some reason, that's what's trending right now. 
The underlying theme, though, of fundamental thinking in a lot of universities now is one based on Marxist humanist theories. Defined as those who emphasize human agency, which is free will, and subjectivity as against structuralist interpretations of social theory. People who champion this method to viewing life are ushering in a dangerous mode of justifying people's actions. Certain things just aren't subjective, like gender. But in 2023, some people are defying science blatantly just to uphold this way of thinking. From an article on Marxist humanism comes this sentence. It is an irony that despite the fact that this tendency is characterized by its emphasis on subjectivity, it has existed almost entirely within the walls of academy, characterized by its objectivity. And while this whole discussion may seem like a stretch, we are seeing this philosophy playing out in the Western world and in China today. And that's why a lot of people, if you disagree with them, will get so enraged because it's like you're attacking them personally. So they're super offended because you disagree with them. Meanwhile, the entire structure of the way that they argue is based on subjectivity. And yet you're not allowed to disagree with them. What kind of crazy backwards world are we living in? But in short, we really do need to be taught to be good because if we were inherently good, we wouldn't be seeing the kind of violence and the kind of criminal behaviors that we're seeing now. And we need Jesus to get to heaven. We're not perfect. Everybody knows that we're not perfect. So why try to cover it up? It's good to be optimistic, but it's also good to look at the truth and sometimes the truth hurts. So with that, this concludes this episode of the Essentials Podcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed and were able to learn something new or maybe come up with your own arguments and discussions for everything that we're seeing nowadays. I know it was pretty philosophical, but I found it pretty interesting and I hope that you did too. As always, thank you for the listen. Thank you for the support. And be sure to check out all the other great podcasts that are also right here on this platform, the BMG Network.